They said getting started was the hardest part, but no one told you how hard it is to scale a custom service business. It's time for your team to step up, but your clients want you. Discover how to scale to seven figures and beyond by freeing up time and getting your team to run whole parts of the company so you can focus on scaling profits. This is the Hands-Off CEO with Mandy Ellefson. Hello, welcome to another exciting episode of the Hands-Off CEO podcast. I am your host, Mandy Ellefson. So today we are going to be talking about letting go in order to scale up. So here's a thing that is a bit of a challenge when you're growing a service-based business is that the very time that you need to let go in order to grow the company is the very time where the complexity is at an all-time high and it's kind of the hardest time to let go. So these are some of the challenges that I hear all the time from both the clients that I work with and these are things that they're working on together with me in the Scale to Freedom program and also just the service business owners who I'm talking with. I hear all the time comments like this. If I scale up, I'm afraid that I can't manage at all. It's just going to blow up my face and I'll let everyone down. And they have a difficult time letting go because of that. And I have too much to manage now, so how can I take on any more? And these are challenges related to taking on way too much on your own and the inability to let go with your team. And we'll talk about why that is and how to get over it today. And one of the most common things that I hear from service-based businesses is that I can't count on my team. I have to constantly be checking in or client work suffers. So even when you have a great team, you're still feeling like the team can be good at certain parts of it, but there's this strategic work that you're always being pulled back into. Another one I commonly hear is I need better staff, but I can't afford to hire better people. And then obviously the very common one is I'm the bottleneck to growth. I hear this one all the time. And, you know, I've definitely experienced it too in my own company, companies, I suppose. So let's talk through some of these challenges and how to solve them. So first one, I need better staff to grow. Is this you? Do you feel like you're at a place now where the staff you've had has gotten you to where you are, but you really need better quality staff? Here's some things to think about. If you're evaluating the performance of your staff, there's a couple of things you need to look at because a lot of times you're wondering like, what is really wrong? Why aren't they getting better results? And what you could be having is a people problem or a systems problem, but more likely both. <laughs> so in order to really understand what's going on here, you need to first look at what parts you can control, right? So do you have the agreements in place, like the job description and are there systems in place for them to effectively do their job or have you empowered them to create the systems to do their job and to really understand what and why so that they are clear on what their job is, what they're supposed to be doing and what is the impact that they are making. If you've clearly laid out these expectations, then it, it's pretty clear that you have a people problem, right? And that's one of the things that I hear a lot when I talk to business owners who they have all their systems built out, it's like with incredible precision, you know, they've read the book Scaling Up or they've read the book Traction and they've implemented it with great detail in their company. And I think that's fantastic. But when they are having challenges, growing, getting better work with their team, I almost always know that it's a leadership problem. So is it them or is it you? And looking at what agreements and systems you have in place in your business will give you an idea of like, do they have what they need to be successful? If yes, then you know it's a people problem and, you know, flush, <laughs> move on to the next, right? But that's something to consider before you really look at, am I paying my staff enough? And we always want to be looking at 
getting the best value for our staffing dollars, right? But the way to get the best value is to actually pay more. And this is where it gets into this challenge that that a lot of service business owners tell me about is that I can't afford to hire better staff. And there are these different transitions in your business where it might be tough to reach and get to the next level of staff that you need to grow. But something else to consider is that as a small company, you can't afford to have mediocre staff. You can't afford not to have great staff because every single person matters so much. And when you look at the 80-20 rule, you know that 20% of the people create 80% of the results. They've shown this in studies with salespeople especially. And you're looking at only 20% that produce 80% of all the income. So that same thing applies with your team that delivers your services and your admin staff and all of the staff that help make the business go. So you can find one person that can do the work of five mediocre staff. So when you look at it from that place, you can double the amount that you're paying someone and still get a good return on investment. So that's something to consider, but just make sure that that person you're hiring really is worth that. Otherwise it can be really frustrating. And also make sure that your company is really at a place where you can hire that top level person and they can deliver in your company or just understanding what staff you need at what stage. And this is something I've talked about in earlier episodes. I did a little operations manager training on how to hire a great operations manager training. I did that a little while back. Some of you might have had a chance to listen to it. This is a program that we're going to be launching probably in January. It's going to be around how to hire, how to promote a key operations manager in your team, and then how to train them up to just be dynamite. So that's something that's coming ahead. Just as a side note, I just couldn't help but mention it. Here's the thing. This is the main note. This is really important to look at because if you do not have enough profit in your business to fully fund all of its functions, then it tells me that you have a broken business model. So what you need to do is look at what is it going to take to add more value? What does it take to increase your fees and really get into a place where you can afford to hire for the key functions in your business? Because otherwise there is something broken and you got to fix it. So if you are concerned this might be the case with you, I had done some earlier podcast episodes on the biggest mistakes scaling to a million and beyond. That's very applicable for beyond as well. So if you have a multi-seven-figure company, this definitely applies to you as well. The other one is leveling up growth in stages. That's another one to look at. But you really need to make sure that you can afford to remove yourself from the company in order to continue scaling. That's a key part of being able to let go. Because if you don't, what ends up happening is it leads to you being the bottleneck because you have to do a lot more work than is needed and is necessary because you have your business model is keeping you stuck in your business. Unfortunately, it's not the most profitable place to be in your company at all. And it, it totally stalls your growth. And it's a really frustrating place to be. Let's talk about what is really holding you back from being the bottleneck. In some cases, it's being the bottleneck, it can be from you not hiring good enough people to actually replace you, right? That's part of it. But the other part of it is, can it actually be that you have great people in place or maybe you're not being able to hire fast enough? One of the things that I see a commonality with 
virtually all service businesses that I've worked with, that I've talked to the owners of, is that the owner is getting stuck in quality control and in creating project plans and the strategic planning for clients and fixing mistakes that team members make and having to jump in and fix things when projects start to go off the rails, right? So when the ball's being dropped and having to come in and save the day. And these are the type of things that are constantly pulling the owner in. And it's really hard because when you don't have a really good system in place for how you're not only delegating out all of the hands work, but how you're delegating out the brains work, how are you getting that part done? And this happens in stages, but if the management of projects is very much inside of your head, the amount of brain capacity that takes is just overwhelming. And you might not even realize how overwhelming it is, but it's one of the key things that can really hold you back from growing once you've gotten to a certain point and you're hitting up against capacity. So when you're the bottleneck, here's a couple things to keep in mind. So there is a mindset here and there's a system. So the mindset is, okay, I have to do this. Somehow, for some reason, you think you're the one who has to do it, or your team thinks you're the one you have to do it, who has to do it, and you know that they're the ones who have to do it, right? There's this play, of the, there's this mindset that's happening between you and your team that's keeping you as the bottleneck in your business. So part of this is mindset. The other part is like the structural, the system part of the business. And if you don't address both of these, then you might fix the mindset, but if there's some gaping hole in your system that's always going to come back to you, you're going to have to keep fixing it. But if you just fix the system without dealing with the mindset, then the people really aren't empowered to take things over and including yourself, you're not empowered to let go. So looking at the system, a question you can ask yourself is what support do they need to complete this without me? And what needs to be in place for you to know that it's being done right? So like a feedback loop. So when you're looking at the system side of it, with your team, one of the key things that I've seen come up over and over again with our clients and with those in our tribe is that a lot of times their team needs permission. They don't have that reassurance. Even if you tell them over and over again, sometimes that there's something missing, something needs to be communicated for them to understand that like, yes, this is my job. Making this decision is my job. So that's one thing is the side of permission or reassurance. And then the other part of the system is looking at, you know, what tracking, what reporting progress, what documentation is needed. Maybe a video showing the process from start to finish might help. What do your team need in order to actually complete the process without you? What do they need? What do they need to be able to make decisions? I'll give you an example. One of my clients has an engineering consulting company and he came to me and said, Manny, I'm having a tough time focusing on sales. And he's like, you know what? Everything's like my team's out in the field. They're on site and they're doing the work that they're supposed to. But I'm like, I'm nervous about it. And I'm having a hard time focusing on my sales. And he said that, quote, I have the hands-off CEO twitch. That's what he posted in this comment. It was holding him back from really focusing on sales and growing the company like he needed to, like he wanted to. So what was really interesting in here is he actually created exactly what he wanted and he actually recognized and noticed in himself a missing mindset piece. So, you know, I asked him, all right, well, does your team have everything they need to run the job without you? And he said, yes. What else might they need from you? He said, nothing. 
So like, you know, we just kind of laughed. And so he realized that it was a mindset and that they had everything they need to be successful with it. He needed to reassure himself that like, everything's good. I can let go. And it took some concerted effort from him to like, yes, this is what I wanted in my company and it's happening and I can just let go. And that's part of what needs to happen as you're growing, as you're letting go. And you need to step back and, you know, take on that risk that, you know what, your team might muck it up, right? But looking at what you can help them put in place so that they know what to do and the chances of them mucking it up are very low. And what this takes is taking a stand for your team and, you know, empowering them to be successful and then rather than jumping in and taking on more than you should, stepping back and allowing for space for your team to step up and to step into their leadership. So in order for us to be building leaders on our team, we have to step back. And this has been a common theme that we've been talking about in our tribe, too, and some things that we've been discussing in past week. In order for you to really scale your company, you have to have the willingness to let go. Like I've mentioned, some of the structural pieces you can put in place or help your team put in place, rather. It's even better to, to empower your team to put them in place. There's a structural side of it, but then there's actually the self-discipline for you to step back and just let your team be the stars. And when you're used to being the star, when you're used to being the one driving the company and being the Superman or Superwoman who ties it all together, you know, that can take some discipline, right? But what it is that you want to do with your team is to step back and make sure that they have the guardrails in place, you know, the understanding what the key values are and the mission of the company so that they can make decisions in line with the values and with the direction that you're really driving the company. And if they make decisions in line with that, then it's always the right decision. If there's a good reason that they made a decision that way and they can justify it with your core values and your mission, then it is the right decision. When you step back, you might find out that they do the job way better than you did in the first place too. And one of our clients was actually sharing that this week in our tribe call. And he was sharing about how fantastic this internal retreat went that, that he led for his staff. You know, there were some breakdowns that happened on the way there. And you know what? What he did was he held his team to a higher standard, his management team. He held them to a higher standard and said, this is what's expected of you. And he stepped back and he let them rise to that level. Now, here's the thing is that when you do that, when you raise the bar with your team, there's a few things that can happen. And one of them is that they will meet the bar and it'll be great, right? Another one is that they're not going to meet the bar and they might need some of your support and that's fine too. And then another of them is that they have no willingness to meet that standard. And very often what happens is that they'll self-select out. They'll actually quit. Because when you set a bar for them and they know they can't meet it, you've now just drawn a line in the sand. And I think a lot of leaders are hesitant to do this because, because of the outcome. You know that when you draw the line in the sand, you know that this person might not hit that bar and you might have to let them go. And this is a courageous thing that you have to do as a leader in order to continue driving your vision forward in your company. But it's an important thing to do. And it's comes back to this brave leadership of you doing what the right thing is for the company and the right thing is for the vision that you're building and, and the impact that you want to make in the world with your business and how you're developing your team and the companies that you're working with. 
this is very rewarding for your team because it allows everyone on your team to really be aligned and everyone is contributing the same and moving in the right direction. And you don't have this dead weight dragging you down. These are some of the things that you need to consider as you are letting go in order to scale up your growth. Letting go is bold and it can be a little bit scary and there's nothing wrong with being afraid of it. There's nothing wrong with feeling the fear. It's just a matter of, are you going to feel the fear and do it anyway? And that's what it takes to be a brave leader. And that's what it takes to continue to be driving rapid growth in your business in a way where there's ease and flow, but you leading at a place of conviction. And it's really a new kind of way that you grow your company if you're not already doing it right now. And it's when you start your day in the morning, it makes you feel really excited and pumped up to be growing your company as opposed to dealing with like the breakdowns that are there. You know, the breakdowns are always going to be there. They're going to show up in different ways. And as you grow, as you know already, getting to the place where you're already at is that new problems emerge. You solve some and then new higher quality problems emerge. But if you are scaling your business from this place where there's this vision and this conviction, the kind of impact that you're making in the world, then it really adds that fuel and it helps you be a lot more motivated to let go because you letting go is what will allow you to really expand your vision and, and ultimately help a lot more people. If you're finding a lot of value from this podcast, I ask you to please go and leave us a review on iTunes. It allows other people to get access to this and to really use this as a way to change their lives. And I, I want to let you know that a lot of the things that I share in this podcast, I share with my clients. They're paying me good money to actually to learn this from me too. And I'm sharing this with you generously because it's out of my commitment to help thousands of leaders become hands-off CEOs in their business, specifically service-based businesses that are just so difficult to step away from and to let go of so you can really grow the company. And if you are looking for that formula, for how to really scale your service-based business, then go to handsoffceo.com forward slash roadmap. And I have a five-step roadmap that will take you from step one, where you are freeing up 10 extra hours to be able to grow your company, all the way to what it takes to run and grow a hands-off business. And there's a number of steps in between there. And go to handsoffceo.com forward slash roadmap. You can download that and print it up and start using it today and reach out to me. I'd love to hear how the roadmap is working out in your company. Thanks for tuning in today and happy scaling. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Hands-Off CEO. Don't forget to download your free scalability roadmap, a checklist that will help you scale up your custom service business with what you have right now. Go to handsoffceo.com slash roadmap. That's handsoffceo.com slash roadmap.